0: Welcome to Final Fantasy Weekly. I'm Drew Kreisman. And I'm Ira Kreisman. And on this episode, we're going to take a a brief interlude between Final Fantasies 2 and 3 to talk about something that's going to become a major element in the series moving forward. We're talking about the job class system. Sometimes just called jobs, sometimes just called classes. We're going to get into all that. Talk about, well, I'll talk about some of my favorites. Ira doesn't like to make favorites.
1: Hey, look, my point (laughs) is that... While there are some things I gravitate toward more than others, I don't specifically hold some things over other things... Look, I don't have a favorite Star Wars, okay? I just don't.
0: It just makes you a bad nerd, and we're all okay with that. But we're going to move <laughs>
1: forward. Uh,
0: and mine is Rogue One, which also makes me a bad nerd oh, instead of Episode bad. 5. You'd
1: be a worse nerd if it were Phantom Menace. That would be really
0: bad. At least it's not that. But we're not talking about Star Wars. Well, we kind of are, because <laughs> Final Fantasy is very similar. But we're talking about all of these men. This, There are so many. <clears throat> In fact maybe the place to start is for
1: you to just tell us, man. What are the jobs? Sure. In alphabetical order. Agent, animist, arcanist, archer, arithmetician, arknight, armorer, assassin, astrologian, bandit, bard, beastmaster, berserker, bishop, black Melt, Black Mage, blacksmith, blue mage, botanist, cannoner, cardinal, carpenter, catmancer, celebrant, charioteer, chemist, chocobo knight, cleric, commando, commoner, Conjurer, Corsair, Culinarian, Dancer, Dark Fencer, Dark Knight, Death Knight, Defender, Divine Knight, Dragonkin, Dragoon, Duke, Elementalist, Equilibrium, Evoker, Exorcist, False Saint, Fell Knight, Fencer, Festivalist, Fisher, Flintlock, Floral Fatal, Faux Breaker, Freelancer, Full Throttle, Gambler, Game Hunter, Geomancer, Gladiator, Goldsmith, Grand Duke, Green Mage, Guardian, Gunner, Hawkeye, Herator, Hermetic Hero, High Confessor, Holy Knight, Illusionist, Judge Master, Juggler, Kaiser, Keeper, Knight, Knight of Etro, Lancer, Lanista, Leatherworker, Machinama, Machinist, Magus, Marauder, Mascot, Medic, Memorist, Merchant, Mime, Miner, Monk, Moogle Knight, Morpher, Mystic Knight, Necromancer, Netherseer, Nightblade, Nightshade, Ninja, Onion Knight, Oracle, Orator, Paladin, Pariver, Party Host, Patissier, Performer, Pirate, Princess, Psychic, Pugilist, Puppet Master, Ranger, Ravager, Red Mage, Rune Knight, Rune Seeker, Saboteur, Sage, Salve Maker, Samurai, Scholar, Seamstress, Seer, Sentinel, Shaman, Sky Pirate, Sky Seer, Sniper Soldiers, Sorcerer, Spell squires, Squire, Summoner, Sword Saint, Swordmaster, Synergist, Templar, thaumaturge Thief, Time Mage, Trickster, Valkyrie, Vampire, Viking, Viscount, Warrior, Weaver, White Mage, Witch of the Coven, Wizard, and Yokai. Wow. No
0: Podcaster. No <laughs> Podcaster on there.
1: Hey. Some jobs. <laughs> so here's a I, I ran this list using Final Fantasy Wiki. And I said it was a comprehensive list, but I don't remember Songstress, right? It's not on my list there, yeah. which is Final Fantasy X-2. Right. So this might not be a complete list. Even so, it's a pretty long one. It's a lot of stuff you can do. Uh, Just goes to show, I think, how
0: creative they've gotten with this stuff over the years. Uh,
1: Maybe a little redundant in some cases. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So why don't we mm-hmm. talk a bit about what the job system is and which games use it, and then we'll jump into various... Jobs in particular, we want to talk about, or characters who use those jobs, and and that might be a podcast.
0: Yeah, I think maybe
1: so. Yeah, we'll see if we can find out why it's interesting. Because it is. It is absolutely interesting. I'm not sure we have a broader theme or a big question, as we uh, sometimes do when we do these. This might just be a, hey, that's neat. Yeah, that's pretty neat. But
0: what I think the very first question is an interesting one. Why? Have jobs. What was the point? I mean, you kind of had it. We talked about it a little bit in Final Fantasy 1. You've got your character classes. It's the first thing you do is pick, you know, which ones you want. But it's a limited set. And then they have their one, as we talked about, you know, they can evolve into their next stage. Right. Like Pokemon.
1: They Uh, they evolve (laughs) like Pokemon, yes.
0: uh, But then... The job system is, is very different from that. And it's right. the, the system whereby you get to grow and learn and do different jobs and getting to do some of the more advanced ones typically require you having progressed, like in college courses or what, so they got prerequisites.
1: Yes, they do. Oh, college. Yeah. So I think the point of having classes or jobs is because we're we're trying to have a different set of skills for each character, or we're trying to say we don't want every character to be the same. We want you to have options, and to have every character mean something. And so, giving them different jobs, or allowing you as the player to choose different jobs for them, allows for that. This is something that uh, I think they drew from uh, Dungeons and Dragons, or at least I would be surprised if they didn't, because D&D is, is a lot about you you advance in your job or you advance in your class. So if you're a, a fighter or a mage or a cleric or a thief or whatever. They have in D and D fifth edition these days, sure, or or any of the other you know if you play a licensed one maybe you're you're playing the Star Wars or Marvel or whatever. Yeah, you you want to be able to advance in your abilities and become a better adventurer over time. And so while Final Fantasy two did away with that and you could basically be whatever it is you wanted to level up in, uh, whatever spells or or weapons. The the point of having classes is to not have everybody be everything. This gets into the uh, Having specific criteria for for ways to understand things, I think.
0: Right. And I think that's a critique some people have made that people who really like the job system will critique, say, Final Fantasy X, while it kind of starts you on certain paths. After a while, everyone can do everything. Right. Final Fantasy XII, before they redid. The Zodiac
1: thing. Yeah. I haven't played yet.
0: And then... In Final Fantasy VI and VII, while there are people who are much more naturally inclined towards certain things, if you have the right Esper or the right Magicite right, or right. the right Materia, again, everybody can do everything. Right, you
1: can learn all the spells. They do have their individual skills. Oh, Rune Knight wasn't in my list that I just. Oh, yeah, Rune Knight Celeste. from
0: Celeste. Yeah. Well, again, and VI has a lot of them that are jobs that like they're the only people that have right, those right, right, jobs. Right. So I think Celeste is the only Rune Knight ever.
1: Right, Lightning's got a couple of lightning specific.
0: Yeah, like, like yeah, like that time at the end. Spoilers: she becomes God. Right. <laughs> that's a good. That's a job. That's class.
1: a heck of a class. What is the prerequisite God wasn't on the on job? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder what the prerequisites are. I the, didn't take that. The class first two games it. in
0: the trilogy, I think, for oh, the prerequisites. Um, All right. So, so that's why we're going to be mostly excluding what we would call. Fixed jobs. So it's not that Final Fantasies 4, 6, and 7, and, and 10 don't have... Like, 10, clearly, there's a summoner, even. Sure, sure. There are jobs. But we're talking about the job system. Right. Uh, which is this whole super... Like, for nerds, really what the job system is, to bring a little bit of my other huh, job <laughs> into the conversation, it's fantasy sports. Sure. But D&D got there first. But D&D and fantasy sports were created by the same group of math nerds
1: right 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 job system in final fantasies three and five i just noticed we're saying final fantasies three and Mm five like attorneys general
0: attorneys general
1: yeah a lot erin sorry (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: no i I think think, that's correct though (coughs) in final fantasies three and five
1: so in final fantasies three and five the job system is Used to, to give your various characters classes and you get those classes when you collect or, or free the various elemental crystals. So you get the, the wind crystal and you get classes A through D. And then you get the water crystal and you cl- get classes E through F. E through F? That's only two.
0: <laughs> hey, that might be as many as you get.
1: I, I don't think that is the case. In any case, uh, so then you have access to those classes and you can swap through them at will. Uh, when you're, you know, when you're not in combat. Speaking of Final Fantasy X, two, you learn new skills in those classes and you level up in those classes. And I really, really enjoy that system. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, I have mentioned before that, despite my predilection for not choosing favorites, that the Red Mage is certainly one that I gravitate more toward, and it's because of the versatility. Similarly, I really like the job system and being able to swap between classes because of the versatility. I can build my party in largely any way that I want, but at the same time, there's a certain structure, there's a certain field of things. And that job system would perpetuate through Final Fantasy Tactics and tactics advance and advance Two and Ten which I know a lot of people don't like Ten to.
0: It's a really cool and interesting application of this idea. Though. I yeah, I dig it and one of the things that i think this has an effect on us as a player and actually there's a there's a big interesting debate about this because now these kinds of things have branched in, into the world of microtransactions we can kind of leave that out of this conversation there's a big debate in the world of gaming right now the the battlefront 2 guys are in trouble but
1: Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah. Here's one of the things. Nerds, when you get mad about something, please do not threaten to kill the people you are yeah, mad at. Right, right. Like there, there are some legitimate ways to critique a thing. You can downvote a comment. Right, and none of them involve threatening to kill the person with whom you disagree. Right,
0: especially because they're not providing you something you like in exactly the way you want it. That's Right,
1: let's just... So let's... Public service announcement. <laughs> do not threaten or even joke about threatening to kill people for any reason Yeah. ever. There we go.
0: I think that's a fair public service announcement. But one of the things that's been created early on, I think, in these, it's that feeling you get, that satisfactory feeling, not necessarily of gambling, where I think is where it would eventually go, but of that sort of constant goal to work toward. I know when I play particularly Final Fantasy Tactics, a big rush of it is knowing that you're you're working toward this. So if I level up just enough times in this class, and then sure. I gotta switch over to this other class, sure. I gotta level up sure. just enough times, and then I get the reward of right. opening right. up a new thing. And it's having right. that constant little goal that you're reaching, right. Right. being rewarded more and more by being able to learn a new job, sure. which opens up a whole new set of abilities. And it also has that collector's thing, which isn't necessarily gambling but a different side of that. The Pokemon would really popularize or but people have been doing for years, card collecting, rock collecting, but when you're you have to learn all the jobs. I know there are the people there's
1: the the completionist attitude also. I want to master all the jobs. I want that little star above all my little jobs in the circle in Final Fantasy tactics. Right. I wanna be able to take
0: a warrior into battle that is
1: a badass
0: knight and a badass mage. And, well, and you one know. of the things
1: they do really well in the job system is, uh, I'm pretty sure they do this, I don't think they do it in three, but I'm pretty sure they do it in five, and they definitely do it in tactics, where you have uh, five or six categories. So you'll be a white mage, for example, but you might have the uh, your secondary set of abilities as your black mage abilities. And maybe you've got a move ability, that's the uh, the bard ability that gains life every time you move. And then maybe you've got your reaction ability that's a counterattack from the knight, I think.
0: So you start combining them.
1: Right, yeah. So it's not not only is it can I have all these different types of characters, but I can really start mixing and matching and making it mine, which is a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think there's another element to it where we, you know, we give a lot of love to, I won't call them secondary elements, but to the art and the music of these games. And I think there's something to be said about... The artwork that Amano and others and Nomura have done and and, and that over the years, I think it plays a big role in 10-2 you were talking about, but a big part of opening up a new job
1: class is getting access to a new look, a new piece of art. And that's a certain, uh, you were talking about the the satisfactory feeling. A a well-designed character class is uh, a satisfactory feeling on its own. The Red Mage, again, has a really cool look. The White Mage has that classic white with the red triangles, the Black Mage with the hidden face. One of the things they do really well, I think, in Final Fantasy X-2 is Yuna in particular, who has just lost the love of her life, spoilers, spoilers, because he's not real and he's a dream, mm-hmm. it, she uses his sword when she's the warrior class, yeah.
0: right?
1: Oron right. They, they, is, they, they make callbacks to these other characters, so Oron's sword is used when they're samurais Samurai. and, and that sort of thing. So there's a, there's really a lot of interesting things they can do when calling back to all these various classes they've used before and will uh, use again, presumably.
0: And I think one of the easiest ways to tell like how inherently compelling these extra classes and extra abilities and the character designs are are to look at the last two expansions for Final Fantasy XIV or Realm Reborn. They're built entirely around, here's a bunch of new classes you get to play as. Heaven's Ward is almost entirely sold on, look, Dragoons!
1: Yay, Dragoons! <laughs> Yay, I Dragoons!
0: And that... And it's reviewed incredibly well. People seem to love it. I haven't gotten to Heaven's Ward yet. Right. Me um, either. But Ye Dragoons mm-hmm. is a perfectly legitimate selling point Absolutely. for. Uh, $20 or $40 expansion.
1: Right, and that's a word that means something in, in ancient military terms. Uh, I think it's a mounted warrior, probably with a musket of some kind. But in Final Fantasy, it means something else, and it means something very specific, and it's it's unique to Final Fantasy. It's got that dragon-themed armor, got the spear, and we're, you know, we can jump, then we can fight midair, and then we land on our enemies, and it's it's just cool in a way that is unique to Final Fantasy, because it is unique to Final Fantasy.
0: And my first entry into a potential top five or top ten, I know you don't like doing those. but I
1: got your lists, man. All
0: the lists, but if we were to do indelible or memorable, sure. mo- most inseparable from the franchise, I think Dragoon's probably going to find its way into the top five. We're, let's just put that away as we keep going through the rest of these jobs. we will I'll call out a few others when we get to them, but... Yeah, I think the fact that Heaven's Ward is sold almost entirely on, hey, look, you get to be a Dragoon now, stuff like that. I well, think, like you said, 10 2 works largely because of one of the things that lets you do that none of the other games do, which is you get to change class right. in the middle in of the middle battle. Of fight.
1: It is so cool. And I think there's a lot of things that Final Fantasy X does right, and I think a lot of people mischaracterize a lot of what's going on in there as far as the storyline is concerned. But the dressphere system is one of the coolest systems ever, 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 and I love it forever. And haters gonna hate, 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 hate hate,
0: hate, hate, hate. You know what? Maybe, maybe that's apropos for a girl power. Uh, <laughs> sure, game. Why not? but and the costume changing again—you you could totally roll your eye. At, oh, it's girls, so it's got to be costume changing. But man, do they get some really. Cool character designs. I'd wear those costumes. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with. I think if again, if we've learned anything from the popularity of other MMOs as well, but certainly everything you can do in Final Fantasy 14 it's that people like to be able to dress up their characters. Absolutely. No matter the the gender or whatever, I mean, having that control yeah. over how cool they look.
1: The aesthetics are important, and and you do that in all those MMOs. You do it in Final Fantasy yeah. 14, and one of the things Final Fantasy 10 2 calls back to is that magical girl genre, where your Sailor Moon character changes from her normal klutzy high school girl into a magical girl warrior, and then Power Rangers does the same thing, right? You transform into your other form, which gets a cool costume. Cool-ish
0: costume. (laughs) Cool enough.
1: Yeah, I think it's a neat idea that has stuck around for a long time, and there are some really good designs and some kind of goofy designs, and as we said, some redundant classes here and there. So why don't we talk about some?
0: Yeah. Uh, I think the one word we haven't used yet, though, customization. I think that's okay. really what, it's, what it comes down to. Is And, and Final Fantasy III was the, one of the first times a video game let you really have that kind of level of customization. And it's why job systems exist till this day. So, what are some of the specific types of jobs, because it's not just that there's a long list that you read at the top, but we can split these up into genres, if you prefer. A little bit of, (laughs) I like cross-applying language.
1: We could categorize them, perhaps. We could talk about various warrior types, if you like. Do you wanna start there? Let's talk with the warrior types.
0: I think it's the one most people would be, I I think it's the most inherently understandable. You're going out to battle, you fight stuff with your sword or your ax or your fists.
1: Right, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about the, the warrior types. These would be your knights, berserkers, your monks, your archers. Let's start with knights, actually, knights. because knight, there are there are some variations on the knights. And tipi- and
0: in some, you have to be a squire before you can become a knight. Probably most famously, uh-huh. tactics. Uh-huh. Everyone kind of starts out as a squire.
1: Yeah, or, or fighter. I think in fighter, tactics advance, they did fighters before knights. If which if is
0: probably an ode to Final Fantasy 1.
1: Sure. So your fighters, your knights, these are your, your characters who fight with melee weapons, so hand-to-hand we're going to use swords and shields, and that's basically it. There's, in, in tactics, the knights can break equipment, which is a neat skill, so you can sort of depower your opponents by destroying their weapons and armor.
0: And in 14, they tend to work as, you know, they're your, your people that got to go in and do all the damage. The, right. Usually you've got your tank Who has to take on all the damage, your healer, does some healing, maybe a ranged attacker or a mage. But this is, again, survived to this day. You've got to have your berserker, your knight, your paladin, your samurai.
1: Samurai, yep. To go
0: in and do the melee combat damage.
1: And usually there are melee fighters in Final Fantasy who do take on some spiritual or magical Aspect to them. Uh, so from fighter to knight in Final Fantasy, the fighter gains the ability to cast some low level white magic, which makes them kind of a paladin, I would say. Yeah. And so, the, you know, in Final Fantasy 4, you got your paladin Cecil, goes from dark knight to paladin. So dark it.
0: knights tend to do when they do damage it tends to hurt them they'll do right. higher damage than anybody else but they also hurt themselves every time they right, do right. it there's a little commentary there which i enjoy again a star warsian idea of every time you use your dark power you take away a little bit of your own soul sure. a little bit of your own life
1: there are also the onion knights drew yes. talk to me about onion knights You want me to go into Game of Thrones right here, right now?
0: Because we will do this. Well, Uh, (laughs) so let me
1: briefly say that in Final Fantasy III, the first time I played Final Fantasy III, and we'll talk about this more later, but similarly to Final Fantasy II, I played it on an emulator first. And they were the Onion Kids, and they didn't have any names. They were blank slates like Final Fantasy I, which would get changed later, but they were the Onion Kids, and eventually became the Onion Knights. And in Final Fantasy Tactics, the remake, the Onion Knight is the class that... Once you've mastered it, it's totally weak, can't do anything. But once you've mastered everything else, suddenly, like its stats shoot way up. Yeah.
0: Which is super
1: cool. Yeah, it's it's a really neat idea. And then in Dissidia, the Onion Knight gets to be one of the characters, and then he gets to swap classes, which is a lot of fun. But yeah, talk to me about Onion Knights outside of Final Fantasy.
0: Yeah, I Googled the phrase Onion Knight and came up with three hits Final Fantasy stuff that we all just ran, we just ran through game of thrones which a lot of people are going to be familiar with and i'll just throw the third one out there dark souls the video game franchise kind of horror that's done incredibly well i have not played any of those games i just haven't had the time to sure and i understand they're punishingly difficult that's, that's the main from, reason that's what that i, I haven't.
1: understand from students That's yeah. just an extraordinarily difficult game um,
0: but i've watched some of the videos and Boy, are they well put together. Uh, but there is a boss that is called The Onion Knight that looks cool. super creepy and scary and comes to life and tries to kill you.
1: Right. Like you do.
0: And then, of course, for anyone who's listening to this knows those Game of Thrones knows there is a major character, Sir Davos Seaworth, who is referred to as The Onion Knight because he had a specific voyage on which he snuck in a bunch of onions, but other foodstuffs to a castle of Stannis Baratheons that had been walled off from any supplies coming in, and they were all about to starve and die. And Ser Davos, who had spent all of his time pirating on the seas, decided he didn't want those people to die, so he snuck a bunch of onions and other things in to save them. Stannis thanks him, dubs him a knight for his service, but also cuts off his fingers on one hand, because he was a pirate for so long, and he has a certain sense of morality you're supposed to have about him. But in the same way that Jamie Lannister is referred to as the Kingslayer, Ser Davos is referred to as the Onion Knight. And I don't know that George R.R. R. Martin took the phrase from Final Fantasy III. In fact, I highly doubt it. But I did think it was interesting that those were the only instances I could find of that phrase
1: appearing. Hang on a second. <laughs> In thanks, he cut off all the fingers on one of his hands? Uh, I, not the whole fingers. I think they just said from the
0: first knuckle up. And <laughs> and, he, and he knights him and gives him lands and a, and a castle and, you know. He sets cut off, off his up. fingers. Yeah. <laughs> and you want me to watch this show. And he carries those fingers in a pouch. Oh, come on. Around, he has them in a pouch he carries on his necklace or something. yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is
1: good. Yeah, yeah. You gotta check it out, man. Onion Knight. <laughs> so, we've already talked about the Dragoons, another knight type character yeah. who appears uniquely to Final Fantasy. They've also got monks. Monks tend to be bare fisted fighters, they are cheap to equip. So they tend not to do as much damage uh, because, again, they're using their fists. They do also, not in the first game, but eventually they get certain spiritual abilities. Uh, they can heal themselves of status ailments and attack from afar with various key abilities.
0: Yeah. I like monks. Berserkers tend to just have big, gigantic axes and go crazy nuts and kill things.
1: <laughs> Oftentimes, you can't control
0: them, right? Right, right. The, yeah, there's a or there's stuff you'll specifically cast on yourself, which is of course a an homage or I guess just a reference, straight reference to the berserk ability, which sure. can be cast on you or you can right. cast right. on yourself, which raises all of your physical damage abilities. You just can't control. You'll just attack incessantly forever. Which, in certain cases, is a good thing to have.
1: <laughs> uh, there's a Mughal Knight, which is just a Moogle as a knight, right? In Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, the various non-human classes get certain uh, classes that are also that that are basically other classes just for their their right. race. Specifically. Well, slight
0: variations on the theme, and they'll get right. a couple of extra abilities. I think I really like the way they do it in Tactics Advance. There's a lot of cool. Variations, wrinkles, additions, right, just, right, right. Uh, and they essentially combine because there have been races, and that's a whole other podcast of all yep, the different yep. Final we Fantasy plan races. For that one. But there have always been Moogles, Chocobos, and then obviously all the evilist stuff. But what they decided in Tactics Advance was that the races would come with certain special abilities. So they combined the jobs in the race system. And so that makes that's just maybe the most customizable Final Fantasy game in existence, Tactics Advance. Maybe Tactics Advance 2, I didn't play it as much, but in terms of the job system and the ability to customize all the different types of abilities that you can have within that system, Tactics Advance might be the one that gives you the most options. I think another thing worth mentioning about our warrior job class, the fighter, the knight, or maybe the soldier, if you're Cloud, is that a lot of times the main characters of the games, when there isn't specifically a job system, we talked about there are fixed classes or whatever, but they tend to start out... Ramza starts out as a squire.
1: Right.
0: You know, the first thing you can learn is then becoming a knight. Cloud is soldier. Squall, obviously. Melee attacker. Tidus. Zidane is not. Zidane belongs in our next category. But... Typically speaking, the main character is of the, I don't know, basic warrior class. Sure. Yeah. Which brings us to our next class, which I just alluded to a moment ago.
1: Sure. So let's talk about rogue types. These will be your thieves, ninjas, assassins, and so on. We can say uh, archers, maybe. Uh, archers are certainly, they're, they're not a melee class because they don't fight uh, up close. They fight from afar. Uh, and they often have status ailment effects on them. They can you know, stop an opponent or, or make it so they can't use their hands for a while. Targeting body parts
0: or whatever, they'll do like target the leg, target right. the arm, stuff like that, so they can't use...
1: They've also got charge attacks. You know, I, I wait mm-hmm. two turns and I get a stronger attack, which I never found very useful in Final Fantasy Tactics.
0: It's not as useful in tactics as stuff like that is in like fourteen or whatever, sure. where, which okay. I think they were maybe a little ahead of their time and trying to get to the idea,
1: didn't quite execute. You you liked playing the archer in Final Fantasy fourteen, right?
0: Yeah, I, my main character is archer class, and
1: so 14. since we're talking about rogue types, why don't you tell me a little about the Final Fantasy fourteen archer?
0: Yeah, again, like you're talking about, a lot of it has to do with you know status ailments, poisoning. You start by poisoning and slowing down the opponent. You start attacking their defenses. Keeping your distance is a real big deal. They've got that fun ability where you can do some damage and an attack that shoots you way back to the back of the battle. You know, because you've got a good view of the battle, you can help out with some healing stuff. Again, it's one of those that's got a little bit of versatility. You're not expected to bring down the villain in 14 usually, but you're still doing damage. You're helping out with everything a little bit, which is something that I like about it. But a lot of it, yeah, has to do with, you know, it's kind of like being a melee version of a, a blue mage or something.
1: Okay, all right. We've also got classes like Thief, right? Thief is important because you can steal items. Sometimes you can steal items that are only, that, like that's the only way you can get them, or they're rare items, and you can get them by stealing. That's a lot of fun.
0: Thief is one that oftentimes also plays a role in the story. Like I was talking about Zidane, but then you got sure. Locke. Locke yeah, is, is thief. Yep, yep. Shadow, be- Going from thief to ninja, right? We've got um,
1: just like in Final Fantasy One. Nice callback,
0: right? And uh, in Final Fantasy Twelve, being thieves and pirates is a big part of that storyline. Sure, and absolutely the the steal mechanic. But like, in, I think Final Fantasy Nine is the one game where it's like they make the steel ability a big part of playing that game from right. the very beginning.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you've got your ninja types, so shadow love ninjas, right? So, so in pop culture, ninjas are extraordinarily popular. If nothing else, because they look really, really cool. They're
0: cool. Let's let's all take a minute to admit. I don't care if it's just a black black everywhere with your little bit of eyes sure. showing. They look cool.
1: From from Mortal Kombat to Naruto to Final Fantasy, ninjas are absolutely cool. And while our understanding of ninjas as a as a contemporary pop culture thing may not be, it's well off. It's not may not be historically accurate. That's not always off. what we're going for when we're when we're playing these games. So ninjas tend to be uh, they, they tend to be high on dexterity, and movement, and uh, trying to kill the opponent quickly. And Assassins, they throw stuff. They, they, they usually throw stuff, yeah, absolutely. I love that
0: that's their defining attribute. Again, like you are talking about, a little bit of a caricature was like, what do ninjas do? They throw throwing stars. Well, right. let's have them throw everything. They throw anything. Anything that's in your inventory, typically the ninja can throw. And in Final Fantasy Tactics, the ninja has one of the most important, best abilities you can do, dual strike. Yes. The ability to attack twice in one turn. That yes. makes you like
1: twice as powerful
0: as it's you used to extraordinarily be.
1: extraordinarily important. Yeah. In Final Fantasy IV Edge... Uh The prince yes! of Fabul who would eventually become the king of Fabul because bad stuff happens to his parents. Mm-hmm. He's a really interesting character. He has a certain ninja magics that he can use. There are assassin types, especially in Final Fantasy Tactics. You don't get to be an assassin, but some of the coolest bad guys are assassins. Yeah. There's the, uh, would you count bards and dancers as rogue types?
0: I think so. And again, they kind of fit in a little bit with that archer thing. A lot of it has to do with status ailments. In
1: Final Fantasy XIV, the archer becomes a bard, right? Yeah. That's an interesting choice. I haven't gotten there yet.
0: Very excited to see what happens. But I, I really like the bard class, too. We're talking about things we're gravitated toward because it's... Strange. Uh-huh. There's something about it that I've always been drawn to the bard class.
1: The Dancer is specifically a female class in Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. And we've talked a little bit about how Final Fantasy deals with its female characters. Not much yet. They, they do have some strong female characters. They sometimes fall into the female as damsel in distress trope, which is... I mean, we've talked about tropes not being inherently negative, but that one's a little... Eh.
0: It happens. I think they land enough on the other side of that one that it's at least more excusable than it is in, say, Zelda or Mario or.
1: So the dancer being a female class in Final Fantasy Tactics is later reversed. Later, you can have female bards and male dancers, which I think is is better. Correct. There's no reason, uh, yeah, that gender or biological sex should have anything to do with the classes you're able to take yeah. on. I think those are again, yeah, we're talking about status effects, either beneficial or detrimental, which is an underappreciated aspect, I think, of combat in Final Fantasy.
0: I agree. I I think it's one of the things that, especially with like the active time battle system, something as simple as haste can become a really important element to absolutely winning battles. And I think it's again, it's one of those things that goes to show. It's like there's a lot of ways to beat these games. One of the big critiques Final Fantasy often gets is it's a press X to win franchise. You just keep (laughs) hammering on the X button, you'll attack and you'll win. And it's like, well, no, actually, there are a lot of different ways you can go about accomplishing the task of destroying the monster, as as we can see.
1: So let's move on to mages. You've got the mages that showed up in Final Fantasy 1. A white mage, which is based largely around protection and healing. A black mage, which is based largely around negative status ailments and destruction. And the red mage, which can do a little of both and also has a cool hat and a sword. Yeah. There's also your blue mages. What do your blue mages do, Drew?
0: Blue mages learn stuff from monsters.
1: I love that so much. They it's do
0: so cool. Monster magic, which is always one of the cool things. One, I, something I've always thought when playing other RPGs is how come the monsters have cooler abilities than the humans or the party and I can't do their cool stuff? Well, any Final Fantasy game where there's a blue mage, Quistus?
1: Yeah, Quistus! Oh, I. Yeah. Gosh, I like Quistus. And uh, Strago? Strago. Gao is kind of. Gao is kind of like a blue mage berserker. Yeah,
0: correct. But blue mages are cool. Quina? Quina. <laughs> Quina. Quina's a blue mage? Oh, uh, What was that race she called? She eats stuff?
1: I don't remember. With the big tongues and they, yeah, they eat and cook and like that's their whole race. Yeah. And
0: then. <laughs> blue mages.
1: Yeah. Blue mages are pretty cool. There are also. Time mage. Time mages. Green mages. Green mages are specifically about buffs and debuffs. Right time mages are are kind of about buffs and debuffs that was a final there's there's some overlap there final fantasy tactics used the time mage final fantasy tactics advance i think is the only place you find a green mage yeah the time mages were about haste and slow and then
0: and then meteor for some reason
1: well i think because it was space and time ah i think they were space time mages and so that's why gravity is in there right that's why summoning meteor was right there
0: That's, that's a cool combo of stuff
1: there's some kind of mages. Well, then uh, in Final Fantasy III, you eventually get the Sage, which can cast all the spells mm. and has incredible amounts of magic points, but very, very low physical stats. Right. Uh, and then you've talked before about how uh, sometimes some of those characters are like siege engines, where they're not very good in the in the running battles up to the boss, but once you get to the boss, uh, they light them up. Yeah. There's also those those classes that are kind of so the Scholar and the Orator. And, and those sorts of classes, especially in Final Fantasy Tactics, where it's about talking at your enemy and using books. The Astrologian, which is... Oh, who's right. that guy? Oran. Yeah, Oran. I think it was once also translated as Olan. Of it was. Because that's always... RL, RL problem English in j- English, yeah. Switch. I
0: always loved his character design also, by the way, and I really love when he first shows up in that game. And you're right, again, it's... Difference, it's customization, it's variety. He shows up and he's reading a book, right? And doing damage to the enemy. And you're like, What? That's cool and weird and different.
1: That's what the Arcanist does in Final Fantasy 14, yeah, right? The one that will eventually become the class we're not going to talk about in this episode, right? Right. And then you've got your Orators, which are and they can like uh, convince the enemies to join your side. You've got your Oracles, which are, are the, the buff debuff guys and tactics. The Scholars. The Scholars have one of my favorite... Oh, there I went and said it again. Yep. One of my favorite abilities in Final Fantasy is to read the enemy. It depends, Libra. Yeah, it depends on which game you're playing. But Libra is often the spell. And it will tell you how many hit points they have and what they're weak against. And it's really important in world of Final Fantasy, yeah. right? Because you need to know what they're weak against and what you can uh, capture them with, right?
0: Yeah, and which monsters you got to bring out to yeah. attack them.
1: And then I will usually start counting down how many hit points they've got with that, with that particular spell or ability. Yeah. I don't know if those count as mages, but they're kind of mage-like. They're certainly not warriors or rogues. Right. They're a little bit... I think that counts. I think that's a, a mage-like Is that a mage ability. that Yeah. Okay. I was
0: wondering about the Puppet Masters and the Beast Masters, whether or not that's a mage ability. Because you were talking about, the who are the other ones who bring the monsters over to your side?
1: Uh, the Orators.
0: The Orators, in, right. right. And there's something similar, I think, about the Puppet Masters in uh, as Tactics Advance, correct? Or as Beast
1: Masters. Well, they they are in 11, and I never, so, oh, so I didn't do right. much with Eleven.
0: Yeah, that's one thing we, we got to keep reminding everyone is that we are weak on Eleven. Kate. Okay, so. so
1: they maybe kind of appear in four with those creepy dolls. Yeah, the Calcabrena. Sure. I guess Cat She might be a puppet master, except... Or that Reeve would be the puppet master. But, right, but, that's but he's weird. controlling the, the, the cat fairy who's controlling the puppet. Yeah. The, the real puppet master class is from Final Fantasy 12, or excuse me Final Fantasy 11 and it's not really I don't know I don't know enough about it because I don't because I've barely played Final Fantasy 11
0: Yeah so well oh, ha- I forgot about that We'll shit. have to leave that there and then there are puppet masters in Final Fantasy Fourteen, but they're not yet playable. It's something that's mentioned and you actually see them out there mastering. And there are all kinds of different ways in which you do kinda you know, you carry your little your minions around with you. Oh, you can I forgot summon about monsters. The yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff in fourteen about puppet masters, but it is not as of yet
1: right, a, right.
0: a a playable job class. But I would imagine there's some magic involved in getting monsters, certainly of a a certain quality, (laughs) to to come over to your side. Or is it, what is it? Is it mind manipulation? Oh, is it reasoning?
1: Really good vocabulary. Hope you scored high on your SAT. (laughs) Debate skills. So I would say, yes, the puppet masters could be mages, but they could also be mechanists, right? We get into, especially in six, right? That's where His Majesty King... Edgar Rene Figaro. That's the one. Whose womanizing is maybe less funny than I thought it was when I was a kid. Yeah. So so the puppet masters might be mechanists too, because at least in Final Fantasy Fourteen they talk about them as being automatons, which would suggest they're robots of an of a yeah. of a type. So you also have mechanists sometimes you get your auto crossbows and your bio blasters. In Final Fantasy Tactics you have firearms that mustadio uh, mustadio that mustadio can use and eventually chemists can mm-hmm. use we haven't talked about chemists at all yet. Right? items are especially important in final fantasy and uh if you a class dedicated to them just one of the most basic things that almost everybody can do but they can do it a little better yeah and then combine stuff it's yeah, cool yeah absolutely
0: yeah. i like chemists and um, Balthier, I think, is a callback to both Mustadio sure. and a little bit of the, the chemist stuff. And the his, leading man. Well, and his father being, as we talked That's about, right. being a mad chemist.
1: Right. And a recurring named character. Sid. Good old Sid. Uh, you know what we haven't talked about yet? Let's go back to the knight types real quick. In mm-hmm. Final Fantasy Tactics, you got your Holy Knight, Agraeus, Agraeus. Oaks, And your Dark Knight, Gafgarion. Gafgarion. Who get those really cool sword abilities that, like... Pull energy from the cosmos and, and slam it into enemies. Negative energy or positive energy depending on their alignment, I suppose. And another Sid, Sidolphus yeah. Orlando. Sidolphus Orlando.
0: Has his own sword magic power of things. What is it?
1: What is his class? He's a sword saint! Right! Duh. Was that on my list? I'm beginning to think my complete list was a little, was less, a little less than complete. And yeah. it was
0: a long list. But again, that's one that I think only he has. And so right. there are a lot of characters throughout the series that have like their own class unto themselves. And Sidolphus not only had that, but he had a, a awesome hood unto right. himself. Yeah, well, he had Obi Wan Kenobi's hood.
1: He was kind of he was the Obi Wan of that game, and once you got him on your team, there was no reason not to have him on your team because it was just a powerhouse. I know, and it was
0: almost frustrating because it's like I, I've grown all these characters, I've right. taken them through the job system and done all this stuff, and then I get a guy at the end. And it's like, oh, he can do everything. <laughs> He's way cooler than everything I've been able to do so far. Another interesting recent wrinkle to this whole thing, of course, has been, as we've been talking about, in Final Fantasy fourteen, where you can do all kinds of extra stuff because of the open-worldness there. You don't just have your jobs or your classes that are for use in battle. It's not all about killing monsters and saving the day.
1: No. No, it's about collecting stuff and making stuff. So you can make other stuff.
0: No, yeah. yeah it's so a- you
1: can kill Monsters with the stuff that you made with your own two digital hands. It is
0: amazing <laughs> how satisfying it is to kill monsters with stuff you have made from your own two hands. Following, of course we're talking about the Disciples of the Hand and the Disciples of the Land from Final Fantasy 14, wherein you can... As a disciple of the land, which is right. either a miner, uh-huh. or a fisher, uh-huh. or a what a woodsman, a wood, Bo- what, botanist. botanist.
1: Botanist, yeah.
0: You go out and you collect the natural materials of the world.
1: Right. Yeah. This I've sounds, spent hours doing this. It, you would think, look,
0: I don't like to do the fishing. I do not do the fishing in Final Fantasy XV. Uh-huh.
1: Though I do really like how in Final Fantasy XV, Noctis summons his fishing rod the same way he summons <laughs> <Yeah>. his weapons <laughs> and the battle music plays and the other guys are like giving you a hard time yeah. because you're not a good fisherman.
0: It's fun but even in 14 I had a tough time getting into fishing. Of all of them for some reason it's the hardest for me
1: but... You can have your character pull out a stool and sit down and fish. I know. And it's kind of amazing. It is. I understand why you might not be into it. But...
0: I'm sure there are people who go, oh, but you can run around for 45 minutes cutting down trees in the wood and searching for (laughs) the right flower. And yeah, I I legitimately can do that. Yeah. Or running (laughs) around, mining stuff, (laughs) finding the right mountain. And there's also something really cool about you. Run out into the natural world. You find a mountain with a certain kind of ore. Yep. You mine that ore then you switch over to your disciple of the hand yep. and you use the ore that you've mined and you refine it into some kind of artifact and then you wear that artifact or you use that artifact out in battle. It's just unendingly satisfying. I agree. It's why neither of us have completed the campaign That's yet. That's
1: a big part of it, yeah.
0: I'm too busy like <laughs> trying to become a master botanist that right. I can't save
1: and then you can the kingdom sell the from stuff. the empire. You can yeah. sell the stuff you collect or create. And if you get good at it, you can almost always guarantee like a high quality item, which I got good at for a while. Uh, and then you can sell it for some cash to either buy new stuff or to buy new opportunities to go out and you know collect more
0: rocks. But there, there have been crafting systems in games for a sure. long time. Chrono so- Cross had a pretty good
1: yeah. crafting system. Uh, Crisis Core.
0: Crisis Core has a good crafting system. Uh, The materia system in general is really, I think, kind of an early version of that. But Final Fantasy XIV's freedom to let you do exactly what you want, to go out and get the things you need to make the stuff you just like, even if it's just something you want for your character. Again, we've been talking about to look different. You want to go out and make a new coat because you want your character to wear a cool-looking coat. Right. It's neat. It
1: It, is neat. (laughs) I dig it.
0: Yeah, so the Disciples of the Hand and the Disciples of the Land, I think, get a special shout-out just for being hashtag meat.
1: Do we still use hashtags? Oh, yeah. Thing? Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know how to internet. I know. Is this thing on? Hello? <laughs>
0: is the internet on still? But as much as you hate it, I'm going to force you to do it now. Oh, good Lord. Because this is the part where we, we, we really got to get down to, because as we've been going through here, obviously, we cannot, we cannot get into talking about every single class in detail, maybe over the course of the entire podcast, once we get to individuals, but we got to separate some, man, I'm sorry. It's just the way the world works. We got to talk about the one. It's just how it is. All right. Just how it is. I'll play your game. That's right.
1: I'll play it my way. What's your question, sir?
0: And there, and again, back to my list about the difference between subjective and objective. I think there are two really cool ways to look at this. One, and you could say five, ten, whatever. The numbers are arbitrary. What are your five favorite? Mm And rather than saying what do you think are the five objectively the best, what do we think are the five most indelible? The five job classes that when people think about Final Fantasy, I mean, I think, let's start with that one. I'll throw out a few characters. Okay, so
1: when when people think about Final Fantasy, what do they picture as far as classes? Right. Okay, go for it. Dragoon? Yeah. Black Mage? Yes. White Mage? Yes. Summoner? Okay, okay,
0: yeah, yeah. Maybe... I mean, knights and archers are not specific to Final Fantasy. Yeah, the, they're
1: real; those are real things. So I don't think that those images are as, to use your favorite word, indelible. Indelible. Your boy, though, can't remember his name. <laughs> Xavier Woods. That's the one. He didn't dress up as a white mage or a black mage or as a, or as a dragoon. Dressed up as a red mage. Oh.
0: Red Mage might be in the top 5, a couple others to consider. Again, I know there are Paladins in other places, but Paladins uh-huh. have played a big role paladins, in stories.
1: The Paladins of Final Fantasy have a fairly distinct, fairly uniform look in their in their long flowing white hair and their and their white armor and their elegant swords.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Ninjas of course have existed long before Final sure, Fantasy, but sure. Final Fantasy has its fair share of memorable ninjas
1: i'm just not sure it's an indelible image just I because agree. they they are largely the same image i think naruto has a more unique ninja look mm. just because that dude is a ninja who runs around wearing an orange jacket all the time
0: <laughs> yeah which i never thought really made yeah, a ton I, of sense but i, don't,
1: I don't understand it but you know that's that's cool they uh, do their thing
0: we've talked about dark knights and the role that they play in the empires versus rebels trope sure
1: and their dark knights have a specific look
0: mm mm-hmm. mhm Uh, Yeah, I think that's fair to say. The Onion Knight.
1: The Onion Knight has a unique look. Absolutely.
0: Maybe in our top five. So if we're saying for sure, look, Black Mage, Dragoon,
1: those are, I think, your top two, probably. I got to say, now that you've brought it up, Onion Knight's got to be up there. I think so. It's certainly got to be in the conversation because it is, I think, unique to Final Fantasy, and it is a very specific look. Those three mages, I think... Are gonna be so
0: Black, White, and Red, Onion Knight, and Dragoon would make for a top five. We, I, I think that's a top five we'd be comfortable putting out saying, yeah, those are the five most indelible classes of Final Fantasy, even if it's not...
1: But now you're leaving out Summoner, who we're specifically not talking about in this episode.
0: You know, I I think Summoner would probably have to to knock out one of those for me.
1: Why does it have to be five? Because we have five fingers. Okay,
0: it could be top six, but but then yeah, sure. It's arbitrary. You're making <laughs> it is. You're making it up. But the the Summoners, yeah, we'll we'll get into talking about at a later date because they often play an integral role to the story of a Final Fantasy game. You don't say. (laughs) But, yeah, so how about then a couple of, if we're not going to use the word favorites, I'll use your phrase, gravitated towards. We both like red manges. Yeah. I'm a big ninja guy. I've Uh always been drawn to that in all medium.
1: Halloween or two you were a ninja.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I was scorpion in particular a number of times. Yes. I mentioned I like being an archer. I don't uh-huh. particularly know why. I just like doing that. All the weird ones from Tactics where they're reading out of a book.
1: Yeah, that's fun. As a high school librarian, the book-reading ones, the Arcanist from 14, and the the or is it the orator or the oracle who reads from a book? They might both. Oh, okay. Um, one we haven't
0: really talked about much, but one of my favorite characters of all time is Go-Go.
1: Oh, the Mimics! Yes, of course. The Mimics, the I Mimes, love the mimics.
0: who can only do what the last person did. Right. But just as powerful, which makes right. them potentially as powerful as anybody. It's such a cool In idea. Final
1: Fantasy VI. Go go! If you, I didn't know this, the first two or three times I played through, but you can go into his character screen and select what commands he has. So you can yeah. give him the blitzes. Yeah. And I mean, he's. You can do you give, give him
0: cyan sword technique? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So I've always really, really liked Go-Go. But that might be just as much about character design and music as anything else.
1: Right. A lot of it is the design. Sometimes, like the Geomancer, I love the Geomancer in Tactics. But the Geomancers in 3 and 2 wear like these goofy Santa hats and use bells (laughs) as weapons. And I'm okay with bells as weapons because I think there's some potential fun there. But, yeah, the Santa hats and like the bright blue furry outfits... I don't dig that. So if you're if the aesthetic appeal of the class is not to my liking, maybe that's one of the reasons I don't dig it.
0: Right. And I think, again, oftentimes for storyline reasons, I am drawn to Machinists or uh, we talked about Mustadio and Balthier. A-, a lot of times, too, because that both invokes steampunk, which right. I'm into. But also, they tend to be... On the forefront of technology, it's they—they right. they tend to be the people who have differing ideas than everybody else in the world who's stuck on all these fighting sure. over whatever else. So. And
1: the Albed take that role yep. in, in uh, Ten.
0: Yep. So I'm I'm definitely drawn to those characters.
1: So why don't we talk a little bit about some of the classes that are unique to certain games. So in Final Fantasy X-2, there are some special classes that, so there's the uh, the gunner, yeah. which is what Yuna does, and that, gets, that, that takes kind of an archer role. There's the songstress, which is kind of bard-like. But my favorite part of Final Fantasy X-2 is there have often been these bosses, where there are these two little bosses next to them, these two little floating orb thingies next to them. Yeah, it's very common. Right, and, and it's really hard to kill the boss with those two things floating there because they will constantly heal the boss and buff the boss and make your life miserable while the boss is doing all the big stuff. In Final Fantasy X-2, you can become that boss. Yeah. Each of our three characters has their own version of it. Floral Falal is Yuna. Full Throttle is Riku. Pain. Riku and Makina Ma. is Pain. Pain. Right, so then you, your buddies go away and you become one of those bosses. You get this big, cool... Dress sphere rather than class, and you get these two floaty things next to you. And and one of the most frustrating things about those little floaty extra dudes is that even if you kill them, they will come back. Right, they will regenerate, and you get to do that in Final Fantasy X-2. It's so
0: cool. It's it's a cool inversion of a trope that we've seen throughout the series.
1: Another of my favorites. I don't think it would be an Indelible Image. But I really like the gamblers, and that possibly is just because Setzer is so cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, why so, not? So,
1: so the Lady Luck from Final Fantasy X, two the Setzer from Final Fantasy VI, uh, Waka from Final Fantasy X, get yep. some of it. So when you get that slot machine, especially if you can figure out how to make it work for you, the ones who throw cards, which is mostly Setzer, and that's possibly because I liked Gambit from the X-Men cartoon in the 90s sure. so much. Yeah, so so Gambler is a, a class again that I gravitate toward or a character that I gravitate toward just because I think the aesthetic is cool. Final Fantasy 13. Yeah. It doesn't have any of those regular classes. Instead, it's it's a totally I'm going to refer to it as a bizarre system just because it is so different from what we've seen before and seen since yeah i don't know that i've really seen it in any other video game they so, so basically in final fantasy 13 you choose what role your character takes and then they they do the things of that role automatically so they've got the commando which is basically your fighter your medic which is largely your white mage a ravager which is the black mage, the saboteur, which does the debuffs, the sentinel, which is the tank, that, it, that is, they draw the attacks and, and are able to take them, and the synergist, which is your green mage, or your, the, the character who will cast the buff spells. Right. So while they have parallels to other classes, they really, they're really they more like MMORPG classes, or MMORPG archetypes in that there's the tank, the sentinel, there's the DPS, damage per second, which is the ravager commando, and then your support or healing classes in the Medic, the Saboteur, and the Synergist. I really, really like the Saboteur and the Synergist because I, l- I like status ailments. I like buffs and debuffs. I think it's an interesting way to take a little extra time. So, so again, I'm always looking for ways to you know, make it easier to do the dishes or make it easier to clean <laughs> Right, 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 right. There's a part of me that wants to support whomever I'm working with. Extreme efficiency. Right, so a little extra work now makes the fight much easier later. So I really like the, the, the Saboteur and the Synergist.
0: Yeah, I agree. In fact, I like that system quite a bit, and I think it was kind of naturally evolving from the games, sort of like Kingdom Hearts, where you have to set, you know, or or in uh, Final Fantasy XII, the Gambits, where right. you, you yep. set what the characters you're not controlling at the exact moment will do and they'll just do it automatically but yeah I do think and again we'll get there at some point there are there are some issues with Final Fantasy 13 and I agree with many of the criticisms not all of them I still think ultimately it is a good game and its battle system is a big reason why I think it's a lot of fun it's frenetic it is similar to Final Fantasy 10 2 in that way because it lets you swap between them in the middle of battle and uh, Uh there's a lot of cool ways in which it works but you're right it it was like they took their basic ideas and then kind of stripped them back down again to the MMO style
1: and there's six of them just like in Final Fantasy 1 yeah one of the other things I like about that system is that each of the combinations has its own name right and I cannot at the moment recall any of those names but I I thought that was really neat I was like oh I dig it so yeah if you're three commandos you're Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, par- the paradigm up. shifts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. I'm having a flashback to philosophy classes in college. Paradigm yeah, shift. paradigm shift. Uh, let's talk a bit about tactics. Tactics has a lot of unique classes for unique characters. We've talked about some of them. The Holy Knight, the Dark Knight. So, Arithmetician. This is a, a specific type of mage who uses various esoteric math aspects to specifically damage certain characters so characters at a certain height will only be affected by this fire spell or of a certain level or of a certain experience
0: point again it's dnd and fantasy sports so all over again it's, it's just so based on your specific. stats yeah
1: and i like i liked the idea of the calculator or arithmetician when i first played final fantasy tactics but i didn't get it i didn't know how to use it and i didn't find out till later when the internet became what it is now And it is one of the most powerful classes if you know how to use it. Yeah. And quite frankly, I still don't know how to use it. Don't know how to use it, (laughs) yeah.
0: Another one I really like from Final Fantasy Tactics are Rafa and Moloch, or Marek again with our R and L problem. But the Heaven and Hell Knight in the original Final Fantasy Tactics in the remake, The War of the Lions, the Netherseer and Sky Seer, one of the things that I really like about these two is that they have job classes and abilities that directly affect each other. They need each other. They balance each other out. In fact, when I first, I remember the second season of Heroes, kind of a random thing, but they have a brother, sister, superhero or or mutant team, whatever, whatever they were called in Heroes. They've got these powers where they need each other to calm their own powers down so that they don't devour each other or themselves or all of the people around them. And that always made me think of, I'm going to think of him as Moloch. Moloch and Rafa, I know it's probably supposed to be Marek, and always was. But to me, the Rafa and Moloch, the Hell Knight and Heaven Knight, the Nether Seer, and the Sky Seer. I always thought that was cool that you could have a pair of classes that kind of required the other one in order for them to best be used.
1: In Final Fantasy Tactics Advance and Advance 2, this is where we get into race-specific classes. So the the Viera race can only take some certain classes, the Mughal race, the Benga race, and the Numo race. The Numo tend to be magic-based. They get the more powerful magic users, including uh, the, morphs, the, the Morphers and the Illusionists. I think humans can be Illusionists, too. The Green Mages and the Fencers and the Assassins are Vieras. The Benga tend to be melee-based. And the mughals they're kind of rogue-based. Yeah. They, they get the Jugglers... Uh, but they also get the Mughal Knight. And then we've got some of these games that I'm not really familiar with. We've got the Four Heroes of Light and Bravely Default.
0: Yeah, when you were reading out the list and you said Catmancer, my first thought
1: was, what? <laughs> right, yeah. and I, So I don't really know these ones as well. I started playing Four Heroes of Light once and I never really got into it. There's, yeah, so there's a Dark Fencer, which is an awful lot like a Dark Knight. A Party Host. I really don't know what that is. The Solve Maker, I think, is, is uh, very chemist-like. The Spell Fencer is going to be like your Mystic Knights who could put uh, elemental damage on their blades, which we haven't really talked about yet. But yeah, Catmancers in, in Bravely Default. Bravely Default has some interesting ones. They have a Vampire, for example. The va- and the Vampire is kind of Blue Mage-like, so they have these sort of... Uh, the- you can drain your opponent's uh, hit points, but you can also take their abilities. So it's a variation on the Blue Mage. And then you know what?
0: From the world of Final Fantasy, I guess you are Mirage Keepers. Is that not a... Oh. I would think that would have to be...
1: Right, which I suppose is a, a Pokemon right. trainer class in yeah. Final Fantasy. Yeah, the Mirage Keeper, I suppose, that's a that's a class in and of itself. Right. I'm going to click on Catmancer. Train cats to wield the abilities of your foes.
0: <laughs> okay, so a, a Blue Mage type.
1: Kind, kind of, kind of beast mastery. Beastmaster, Yeah. And then there are a couple classes that are unique to a specific character. I know some people don't like Lightning from Final Fantasy 13 I'm not
0: quite sure why. Uh, more people like her than don't. Some people okay. just really hate that game in general for lots of reasons. We'll get into it another time. But I think even a lot of people who don't like that game that much still really appreciate her as a character. She's one of the more popular ones in the franchise. Good, good, now, good, good. As well, she should be. I think that's
1: well-earned. And so, like you said, she basically becomes... God. She's the God class. Correct. She, yeah. So there's... One class that I would say is indelible to Final Fantasy that you and I haven't talked about much yet, Mr. Priestman. That's right. Why is that? Because it gets its own podcast.
0: The next one we're going to do, in fact. We're going to do two interlude episodes before we get to Final Fantasy III because, again, it's something that first appears in that game. But summoners, and, and maybe more specifically to that podcast, the summons themselves are absolutely a huge part of what makes Final Fantasy Final Fantasy. It's another one of those things people that don't necessarily know the franchise they look over and they see it in a commercial on TV or they saw their friends playing it in college. They probably might comment, hey that music is cool or that monster is neat. What is that?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, so we'll, we'll again talk about indelible. We'll be using that word a lot. <laughs> um, but And of course all of the different summoners Yuna, Ridia, Ridia, uh, Eco. Yeah, there's some great ones. Garnet. Yeah, There absolutely. are two in that one.
1: Uh, uh, everybody in Final Fantasy VI. Yep. <laughs> Only specifically, we'll talk about Terra Terran. a lot,
0: and uh, the different names: Aspers, Idolons, or Idol Idolon. Uh, Guardian Force. Yep. All right. Get into all of that, but summoning and summoners are a huge part of the series so whether it's the monsters are more indelible than the character itself who's summoning them it's it's hard to separate the two it really right, is right.
1: And, and they play some big roles in specific plot points throughout
0: including most recently in Final Fantasy 15 where I thought My they did a goodness. great job of paying homage to understanding how these beasts these monsters there's no one catch all phrase I deities
1: used... after a fashion
0: yeah Espers, Eidolons, whatever you want to call them, you can't have Final Fantasy without them. Well, except in the first two games, I guess. Right. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Feel free to let us know what we missed, got wrong, or should have mentioned. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at FFWeeklyPod, or you can email us at Final Fantasy Weekly at gmail.com. Join us next time when we call an Eidolon, summon a monster, and guardian a force. Again, thank you for listening, and hopefully you are subscribed on whatever podcast app you're using. If you can't wait for the next episode, don't forget that we have recorded all the way up through the conclusion of Final Fantasy VII, 50-plus more episodes that you can find on our Patreon. It's patreon.com ffweekly, and you can also find a lot more Final Fantasy stuff, some music that I wrote... A whole bunch of sports talk but if you're not into that you can ignore it for all the star wars and the mcu getting into the what ifs right now and doing a review of every episode of that so come hang out with us for all of that at patreon.com slash dc productions